0: host Murphy. Uh, Tom, you still there? Brother
1: Ben, how are you? Uh,
0: good. It's good talking to you. It's just been a couple minutes. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> we're back here to uh, review episode two or part two. Uh, you know, we're, we're queued up. Do you want to jump right into it? Do you have any uh, thoughts you want to uh, begin with?
1: The article today, there was an interview with, I think, Jeff Jensen from Entertainment Weekly who did that popular podcast he actually got on the horn with Lynch. And um, it, it's a great read. I think any fan has to read it because uh, first and foremost, it's just Lynch. It has uh, you know interesting quotes always. But when Jensen asked him, I think, about future seasons, Lynch didn't give kind of the standard, well, you never say never or maybe or just a flat-out no. He said that... Um, Uh, There's no discussions at this time, but if there would be a new season of Twin Peaks, it would be four years down the line, which is something that Lynch had said also in a Skype session recently. So that for me, now I'm a huge fan just like Murphy, and I'm, I'm presuming all of you listening, that gives me more than just hope. It might mean that there really is a plan in place and uh, they either have Frost and Lynch developed some ideas or spoken to Showtime, but they're just going to wait for any number of reasons. It might be because of the Emmy consideration. They're under the limited series category. They might want to wait for the DVD sales to come in. But the fact that Lynch didn't flat out say something kind of cryptic or just put the kibosh on it altogether gives me great, great hope that we're not done with Twin Peaks. Now, we might have to wait a while. But I am more hopeful at any point since the end of the series.
0: Yeah, no, I think it was very positive. I think he, that just the fact that he's got a number already out there, and you could just imagine he's got Frost out there like. Working on some sort of like narrative <laughs> framework that he right. can come in and go crazy and destroy and So that's probably what he's doing, right? I mean, I've been thinking it got such great critical reception, and we all the core fans love it. And I saw that article in Vulture talking about whether it was a success or not, and you know that they got two million viewers a show. That's pretty good, I think. Like if you ask me, across all platforms for Twin Peaks, it's like a fucking Woody Allen movie, you know, like or a PTA movie. Like people like barely, few people even can conceive this shit. So I think it was a great success, and definitely, uh, definitely positive. Seeing him in his little painter smock, blue painter smock, doing that little video, he's just gonna right. chill out for a little bit. Uh, let Frost do all the heavy lifting, and then he comes in there with the idea box and starts popping shit out. And here we go, season four.
1: Right, right. So I, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very hopeful that. Uh... Now, one thing I want to just uh, ask you as well: that two million viewers, that's probably just U.S. correct.
0: That's a good question. Uh, I would think U.S. right, because Hulu's not international, and she, like right. the, the, the Showtime app is. I don't. Yeah, that's a good question. That's a very good question. I've never. have never uh, had anybody address that. So that's we'll a to look. look and I
1: know that you know, Twin Peaks, the original series, was a hit internationally. And when they were obviously the show was going to uh, premiere on Showtime, they had cut deals. Whoever was owning the distribution, whether it's Showtime or CBS cut deals with a bunch of different platforms all over the world. And I was during the series reading uh, several articles where in some instances, in some countries, Twin Peaks is actually outperforming game of Thrones. So I think that's another <laughs> that's
0: <laughs> awesome. what, probably, what country is that good job.
1: I think it was Scandinavia somewhere. Sk- I think in Norway yeah, or Sweden or something, but
0: that's what's good job. different
1: about Twin Peaks than say like a Ray Donovan or a Homeland is that I think it has more cash. Um, uh cachet in uh in the international markets. So um hopefully they're taking that into account as well because we all know it's all about the, the bottom you know line and and the dollar. So um hopefully the ratings have been, you know, really great overseas and that'll, you know, help influence the decision, hopefully. But I think really it's gonna come down to whether or not Lynch and Frost wanna do it because I believe if they really, really want to yeah. do it, they'll find Someone right. to give can get.
0: Money. Megan Ellison. Like, just go get some private funding, man. The French funding. Go back to Studio Canal. For, yeah, <laughs> you right. know what I'm the dealer, dealer, rentus family is probably still out there somewhere. <laughs> just round it up. I'd love to see it. Or so worst case local, to... we're feeling good. We're feeling the giant the White Lodge. Is, the giant has got a plan. We're all gonna have to like you know wait wait for a while. But I do feel good that that we are we haven't seen the end of Twin Peaks. They can't kill it. Kill it. That's what I've been telling. I told somebody on Twitter that I have to really feel that you can't really kill Twin Peaks. It's still as long as Lynch is alive. Uh, it's 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 gonna live on. It's right, just take a while. So, right, you ready to jump into? Let's jump team? in,
1: my friend. Now we all right, are. Up. Are we're queued up on actually? We went past the credit sequence since I'm watching a DVR of Showtime. It was just uh, presented in two hours. There wasn't a transition credit sequence, and Murphy's queued up as well. So we're on the opening scene of
0: Bill Hastings. Bill Hastings, headed hand. <laughs> yeah. Ready action. So, all right, <laughs> play. All right, yeah. let's go. <laughs> Oh, Bill! See, this is when it started to really take shape. Like for me, I started to see his anguish, and oh God, oh God! And just I was laughing, but I was also crying, and I was feeling it. You know, hey, yeah, he's got a wedding was, ring. His, his wedding ring still in his hand. Yeah, he
1: does. It's not yeah. Briggs' wedding ring or Dougie's. So, or Dougie's but this was a great scene. Them face yeah, to face,
0: Frost aroma, like a face off, just like Josie and Hank, in the old days. Oh,
1: yeah, that's right. Or even Josie and Ben at that one point. Yeah, when Catherine and Ben, or any of those yeah.
0: like face-offs that we would see. Yeah, Ben and this. Ben and Josie, like everybody, and Josie. Yeah, it was. Uh, so this did feel like a frosty scene, and I love the tête-à-tête.
1: Yeah, and, and completely unexpected. Um, first of all, her reaction about uh, saying that she you go in,
0: and you think she's going to be sympathetic? Maybe you know what I'm saying it's going to be, but it turns like they're both like sharks, you know?
1: Right. And then his reaction after she's accusing him or telling him that she knows about his affair with, with Hastings that he knows that she's been sleeping with their lawyer his lawyer George and one other guy or someone else Mr. who C. right Mr. C presumably Possibly. which is God, so fascinating that his connection yeah, how
0: did how does that how did he wheedle into this, this scenario he was picked up at the bar like the Bennegan <laughs> like, what are you drinking <laughs> rusty Nail. make it two <laughs>
1: Do you think he was like, remember in uh, part 17 when he saw Lucy, it was like, hello, Lucy, that he would just saunter up to the bar and just say, hello, Phyllis.
0: Just some kind of... You drink your rusty nail like a human. (laughs) You do it good. I still think she's a Tulpa, dude. I think it's a good possibility that she is a Tulpa. She's got all the Tulpa-like qualities, I think.
1: She does, but for what purpose?
0: Although she did... Well, she looks like she was doing his bidding at some point. Although, when Tulpas get killed, do they get sucked up? Yeah, that's like, true. Yeah, she didn't get sucked up, so yeah. she's not a tulpa.
1: Yeah, I don't think she's a tulpa, but uh, yeah, I think at some point when the whole tulpa uh, mythology was, um, you know, you know, was was told to us, you know, by Tammy, and it kept being reiterated, everyone went tulpa happy, saying, "Well, what about this person? Is he a tulpa? Is she a tulpa? Like they're all tulpas." And uh, it's interesting that tulpa basically has taken over. The doppelganger.
0: Yeah, tulpas uh, are doppels, doppels are tulpas. Yeah. we has got tulpa fever now. Right. <laughs> Dude, I love how, like, hell, Bill Hastings just turns. He just turns into pure Lil scream like evil. That's a. Spitting and yelling. You know, it's like, whoa, he can really do that. He can hit that note.
1: That face, though, that he gives at the end, right when Phyllis is getting up, is just shades of Leland. Yeah, right in there. Fire Firewalk with me.
0: Oh, God. Uh and she's like, see you, buddy. Life in jail. Life, Life in, in prison. prison. Yeah, that's so good. And here comes the ultimate meltdown, and we're about to get our first cameo of one of our favorite characters. Yes. Right?
1: First, we have oh, a brief yes. transition. I believe we're coming up. Oh my where god, George! Oh my god! <laughs>
0: <laughs> I gotta laugh. It's great, though. It's great, great acting. But it makes me laugh, um, just because it's Lillard. I think and all we know about him through the Scream series, and everyone laughing. You know, it was, it was fun to. He was a bad guy, but he was a comic bad guy. And so he's kind of a, got a comic uh, tilt to this scene that makes me laugh. But well, but
1: awesome isn't that right? also with like Lynch? Um, some some people yeah, comedy and horror. Yeah, with kind of criticize Who wonders why can't
0: somebody make a good comedy horror? Like he's the great, the best comedy horror director of all time, right? Yeah, he
1: loves his that. absurdity and he loves his horror, I and mean, it's not just straight horror as we know it, like a like a slasher film. It's it's more kind of an abstract horror, which I think for me is. The more frightening horror when it 's it's, it's tied into the unknown um, well, the box like
0: monster scene from last episode was that oh, was, God, it up was so
1: good yeah and he 's got i mean he 's done that throughout his entire au revoir, but we 've got several uh, classic scenes, iconic scenes here in the return. Of pure horror and most of them are related to who we're about to see our first introduction of a woodsman we didn't know
0: who Here he was it is, that pan across the jail cell oh, that's so good god. oh my god he's just going oh my god and there he is <gasps> city number one Stuart Strauss. Yes. holy oh, i'm
1: mesmerized right now and that look that frozen Dude, look eyes. of terror, and the eyes just white, and
0: then his head floating out. What the fuck's with the head? floating?
1: And the hands. Out? Look at the hands. They're just kind of frozen, and the head just levitates, and the body disappears. I, I mean, really. Uh, okay, here just, and we'll talk more about the the woodsman here in a little bit, but really, part two is continuing the momentum of the end of part one. And after you know the scene here with Phyllis, I think we're going to get into more of Cooper and Mister C. Um this scene was great that he just shows up no knock, yeah. no doorbell, and standing in darkness and she recognizes him. And she's then he like, says What are
0: that, you doing here? Like she wants he's flirty kinda of with
1: him. Yeah, and the camera slowly pushes in on him, but yet he's still in darkness, but we know it's Mr C. You follow human nature perfectly. And he just but what's the motive? It's almost like that's secondary, right? It's yeah, it doesn't matter what the motive is. She helped him. That's it. Period. Right. Well,
0: what did she help him? How did she help him? Set up Bill. How? Like in the zone? Maybe she, we were asking last pod, like who was the one doing all the set decoration of putting Major Briggs and uh, her head, Ruth's head, all like Maybe she was Oh, that's out. good.
1: Yeah, that's good. Yeah. they're Right through the eye, just like right. Ruth Davenport. Right and
0: the eye. man. And now here we are in Vegas.
1: Oh, that's right. Can we go with, the, I think we get this introduced. It's first to Vegas
0: introduction here with, uh, what's Duncan, his name? Duncan Todd. Duncan Todd, Todd right? who gets the <laughs> worst killing, the most hilarious killing in actually all of Tim Peeps. The Mister Bill like Play-Doh. Right. and Roger as well. And right? Roger's comic falling down. <laughs> Their deaths are great. It makes it all these scenes worthwhile because I don't really these scenes aren't they don't really do much for me. Really, these scenes in retrospect, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, you know,
1: Ro- I mean, Duncan Todd Patrick Fisher, he never moves yeah. from his desk, but yeah, yet there like, are several. Ben Horn, he doesn't move from his desk. Right, there are several compelling scenes, especially that one scene where he gets that message and um, on his laptop, and that I think it was like. It looked like the red room like appeared on his screen, like drapes or something, remember? And then I think it was just a red up, square. A red square. And then pulled out the photographs um, from a safe of Ike the Spike. No, or excuse me, of uh, Dougie, that classic Dougie pose and, uh, and Lorraine. The warrior,
0: yeah, Dougie You look like Sasquatch when they caught that picture from the sixties in the woods. <laughs> I this love that, movie. Yeah, I like that I shit, love action that.
1: shot. I want to find that photo. Yeah, he kind of right. looked like
0: the man in the yellow jacket or whatever from Blue Velvet. But the photos of him as well when they caught him out there. With oh yeah,
1: get a move on, John. Come on, pal. Get in gear. Um, yeah, but there's just some. Uh, that's a little inside joke. Come
0: on, John. Yeah. Get a move on, John. Yeah, that was one of our old yeah. Chest yeah,
1: knees. but um, there is like an undercurrent here of. Uh, you know, not to say horror, but mystery obviously, with Roger going, you know, why do you let him do this? And 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 he responds, Duncan Todd, you know, just hope that you don't have, you know, anyone like him in your life. And it's obviously Mr. C from what we know. Not but uh, Not not No. Dunge is a good guy. He's a killer, but he's a good guy.
0: Yeah. Well I forgot about this scene. The this the the the, the train crossing, that's great. Oh, I forgot yeah. about this. The spotlight, this is fucking cool. See
1: I think if Lynch was uh was, was held to the nine hours and okay it would have been tighter of course and okay maybe more successful to some people but i, I think it would be we'd lose shots like this i mean this is like literally like a minute on this uh, railroad crossing and a train passing but
0: it'd be cr- great if you could slow it down in slow motion there's like bob on the train car like <laughs> or maybe it's just Garmin bozia and
1: one of the actual yeah I, I, I,
0: michael j anderson
1: <laughs> but that's it. We get so many of these scenes um, that would be lost with a truncated version. But yeah, so it's like this a-
0: Jack eating spaghetti scene, just wolfing it down. Like that. this guy, is his name Jack? The yeah, Jack. Of C. Yeah. Jack wolfing down his spaghetti. Yeah. We I love
1: Ray, though, his expressions. And <laughs> it's just to just be happy to be there. Mr. C is just real, like, you know, all business, serious. He's and- like a
0: 1960s, like, country and Western singer or something. I don't know what that look is, but it's funny. Daria did not have much to do in this series, unfortunately for her. I, th- I like is, really, is, is Mr. C really eating garbanzoia? Is that what he's eating? Well, it it looks like corn yeah. on his plate or in that
1: bowl there, um, and we saw that at several other uh, instances. Sarah Palmer looked like she was eating mac and cheese, and um, I can't remember the other instance. Chad's pudding. Oh yeah, Yellow with plate. his this <laughs> two hungry man with dinners, Thanksgiving
0: dinner, yeah, yeah
1: right. But um, not only are we, are we getting a little bit of momentum, I think visually things are picking up a little bit, but also with the narrative, even though it, it, it is still mysterious, there's the want, connection here with Hastings. Need. That's the great part of uh, this that's, scene, the whole want, yeah. not need thing. That's is. a t-shirt right there, is I yeah. want, I don't want, need. Want, not need. Yeah. And I love this little, it's not a tête-à-tête between them, but Ray... It is. Well, he, like, Ray yeah, has something. Ray's testing that, him,
0: yeah. Ray's fucking with him.
1: Right, and Mr. C... Leverage doesn't like being in that position and i love daria she even though she's not speaking her body language and looking at mr c and then at the end she just is staring at ray and kind of like playing with her hair a little bit mr c looks at her and i think he suspects at this point there's something going on because obviously he tape recorded their conversation i don't know how he did that
0: is it possible um, that ray is an fbi informant at this point yeah, I think he is, right? You think he is already at this point? I do, yeah. Then that means Mr. C's on the radar earlier than we thought. Especially since maybe Gordon Cole was not involved with Ray's underground or inform- being an informant. He didn't know about it.
1: But maybe it was. It didn't get he up says, to Cole. End.
0: Yeah, but eventually he finds out. the very. Yeah, end.
1: but it's still... I mean, that's another nail in the Mr. C's uh, master plan coffin of trying to get these coordinates and get to, um, obviously, Twin Peaks and up into the Fireman's Domain. He, first and foremost, is set, or not set up, but meets with an FBI informant who doesn't wind up giving him what he needs until much later. And it's actually what he doesn't need or want. He actually get it from Tulpa Diane. So, But it's all about mood.
0: Yeah, maybe, we thought maybe Lillard was involved with the Air Force, and that's how he knew Major Briggs back in like episode two or three. We were speculating that, that maybe somehow uh, Ray was an Air Force guy, knew uh, Briggs, and he became an FBI informant. This is an whole entire plant the entire time he was supposed to be set up uh, to present these coordinates to, to Mister C. Yeah, he there's was always the, in it.
1: Yeah, but I like that there's just so much mystery that it, it it makes you ponder, and uh, it's not something. That um, was obviously given to us. We don't know any of these answers, but that's the world of Twin Peaks. There's so many. I mean, in this new series, compared to the original, I feel like Ray
0: dropped dime or turned states uh, when he got arrested. I feel like he wasn't an FBI informant in this.
1: You scene. know, you, that very well could be. Yeah, that that could be true. But
0: to who? To Ward Murphy? Uh, well, that's a good question. Like because I mean, right, if, right, if Gordon on. Cole wasn't the one making him turn states, then who no. would he be turning states with? Yes. Like Denise. <laughs> 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 maybe it's albert albert's been doing this whole thing and we don't oh
1: know. god we're gonna get our phone call and i want you to take the, oh, uh, the lead with episode, that it? oh jesus well here oh, we go hey
0: dude here's the great scene that you always thought was gonna be so pivotal that turned out to be a bunch of uh, red herring number eight <laughs> yeah no, do you think about uh, this in retrospect you were positive that this scene we spent hours talking about this scene. yeah and what does it mean now absolutely nothing <laughs> to the
1: plot, it means nothing. It's just nothing. in
0: this. It's actually, it's in the time sequence. Uh, well, maybe not. We don't know about that. But it doesn't really mean anything. He's well, not you know waiting what? for Coop to come out. Like, he just saw those red drapes. That's what we got freaked out about. And we thought it meant something. But Wouldn't really, it have just, been great? Maybe Hawk just sees red drapes every once in a while in the woods anyway. And that's it. He just goes, oh, it's the drapes. <laughs> the drapes know, again. Wouldn't it have been yeah, great, drapes.
1: though, in part 18, when Cooper emerged from the lodge, that Hawk was there instead of Diane? And then he could have, like, taken... Cooper to Diane,
0: it just, that for me was Diane. You just want that plot point to work. Yeah, that's it. No, I, I don't, that wouldn't have made a difference to me. Actually, no, I don't think I, I prefer it to be like another, because I don't know what that is. Because I think if, if Hawk was there, then it would be certain that, okay, here we are in Twin Peaks and whatever timeline it is, that that still feels like another worldly yeah, place. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. Diane well,
1: I Dan. still think that, uh, that when Cooper emerged in part 18, that could very well have been the original timeline of like 1989 because of what we saw afterwards with the car that they were in, the motel that they went to. Um, And obviously they crossed over at some point, but uh, it's very well possible that it was 1989 and wasn't present day because we didn't see any other characters other than Diane and Laura as Carrie Page. Um, So, but we don't know. Hopefully – hey, maybe this is uh, for, for season four. Maybe this is part of the master plan. Well, that's plan. interesting,
0: though. Because like, was, was it Cooper? How was he – I guess they weren't looking at a phone or any sort of GPS coordinates at the 430 thing. They were just looking at, like, the odometer? Is that what they were I using? Because I was thinking s- at 89, there would not be smartphones, GPS, and shit. Right. No,
1: I don't think you – know yeah, I, mean? I, I can't recall if he was looking at something. I want to say it was the odometer. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was the odometer. But
1: where was it? the 430 the from? Was it from Glastonbury Grove? Was it from the Twin Peaks city limits? Well, you know.
0: Where the car? Where they get the car? Yeah, where did they, well. Did yeah, they rent it? Or did it just there with the he keys in it? boosted the car. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay, we're in the I Maybe Mike jump-started it with the electricity thing. Yeah, here we go. Here's Mike.
1: <laughs> is it future or is it past? That was... Is
0: it future? So, yeah, so look at this. Okay, so we were talking about the thing, the giant scene uh, in the last episode was like one of these eternal recurrence things that keeps popping up at the end and the beginning of these Cooper adventures. This is another one of them. Right here, we here we are. The second thing we, I mean, the, the second lodge uh, scene we see is once is this re- eternal recurrence in a, scenes. Yeah, one by the giant and one by him. So it really, reinforces that theory to me on rewatch, at least right now. Yeah, no, I. Me
1: for me, this is just part of the, um, I guess I would say the normal timeline of Cooper being in the lodge for 25 years and the one our man giving him a clue is it future, is it past? Um, he'll obviously say that again. He'll say it again here.
0: Well, what do you think it means if it doesn't mean what I think it means? I think it means he's like, dude, you're living the... I mean, the future just keeps happening again. You know, you're know, you in the fucking loop. Wake up. Future it's past. It doesn't mean... It means the same thing. Um, what do you think it means if it doesn't mean that?
1: Well, What's your well I think it, the line was originally um, said in Firewalk With Me with the man from another place when Cooper... I mean, he said it to Cooper in the lodge. And it was, I wouldn't say tied to the ring, but the, the, the man from another place picked up the ring. And that's when I believe um, Cooper looked in the camera and told Laura not to take the ring. So that was the first occurrence of is it future or is it past. Now, for me, I think it's just a, a clue to Cooper that whatever events are unfolding they could be on the same timeline. They could be on multiple timelines. I think what's happening is, is that here was the first utterance and then he'll say it at the end of this scene here when Laura appears. And then he'll say it again in part 18. For me, it's kind of a, a, a clue that we're going on like a different journey or there is some kind of different timeline coming into play here. But it's, it's obviously very confusing. Uh, because, I mean, is it future? Is it past? It's a question. Are we in the future? It's eternal question. Yes, yeah. it, it
0: is. Maybe that's what she whispers in his ear here. We're at the Laura scene, and boy, does she look amazing in her eyes. Uh, that's what I mean. Like, she just gives a pervert performance from the very beginning. Uh, this scene just really moved me upon first view, and still upon second, like, to see the pain in her eyes um, and just the mystery of, like, the way she's presenting herself. Like, it does, oh, I thought she was going to be angry. You know that she was gonna be pissed at him but she didn't show it here and she showed the sadness but then later on you kind of see (laughs) maybe she has good reason to think to be angry with him you know it's like uh, she's this is just a really complex uh, scene here for her
1: well the whole thing is is that she said in the original series I'll see you again in 25 years so Cooper has been in this purgatory presumably during that whole time and I think has not come across Laura she is now returned and when she does she tells him he can he can go out now so she's the the, the key for him to go out or the impetus but their uh, conversation continues where she basically says some of the same things that she said in his original dream 25 years prior like I feel like I know Laura Palmer but sometimes my arms bend back and She also says, after Cooper says, well, Laura Palmer's dead, and she says, I am dead, yet I live, and now she is taking off her face, which is a new wrinkle, which we didn't know at the time.
0: Her real face looks a lot better than Sarah's.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah. So, I mean, that for me right there, that glowing white light uh, represents, obviously, you know, the good side. But here she is in, presumably, the Black Lodge. This could be the waiting room.
0: Do you think Sarah and Laura ever took their faces off in front of each other? Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I don't You know what I mean? I don't, no <laughs> I, know don't so? I, know, I know what you mean
1: I know what you mean You're saying no? No, I don't think so I would have loved to have seen a face-off though At the end of yeah. Part 18 Yeah,
0: yeah. So The fact
1: that Laura done. wasn't reunited with Sarah Whether it Sarah Palmer, her mother Or whoever was possessing Sarah Was for me, not a letdown But... I feel unfulfilled. I just it seemed
0: well, yeah, because at least to have them confront each other, like that's what we were wanting. Yeah, Yeah. I can't believe we didn't get it.
1: Well, we did, and well, with uh, Sarah, you know, stabbing her photograph or the homecoming photo. Well, if you lay originally. 17
0: to 18 over each other, but apparently that's not the way to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, get it that right. way.
1: <laughs> well, here's also, is it future, is it past? I mean, what we're seeing here is something that occurred in the See, look, she's smiling
0: past. when she leans over. This is a very interesting, when she's doing the old, this is the scene. But he's, it's the same. She's whispering in his ear, but she looks as she's smiling and kind of kissing him and coy. And it's a good, happy scene in the beginning. And then it's about to cut. When it cuts to that main shot that you see, here it is it's gonna be bad he goes, look, he goes, look looks like Dougie he's all happy he's like well, you're gonna well, tell me something good <laughs> but her whispering indistinctly
1: <laughs> yeah but her facial reactions smiling is, is almost oh. exactly like her original uh, expressions in the original series with the, the original dream
0: it's just this yeah I remember in 18 when he, she says she says it he goes huh <laughs> <In> the subtitles he <laughs> says huh he didn't say huh here that's interesting.
1: Yeah, so she obviously told him he can go out. They had more dialogue. She whispers in his ear. Obviously, it was something that disturbed Cooper, and she senses something and looks up, and that's it. I mean, she, and Cooper sees it too, and she is sucked up like a tulpa. That's what's so. I well, She's actually levitates, and then when she's actually, it's a slower
0: suck than a tulpa suck, but it is. It's similar. It to is a tulpa similar suck.
1: Than, than a tulpa suck, and there are so many. That was. Right there when she flew out of the room, that was like a tulpa suck with Dougie and uh, and 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 Diane. But then here is something that's very interesting: is w- I thought
0: that was interesting the way they showed her face. You know, in retrospect, looking up like that, it really it wasn't like Diane getting sucked away in a flash like the Wicked Witch of the East. It's like you really shake on her face as it's going up, and you see the Red Room tiles are uh, below her. It kind of reminded me of. Uh, when Diane was having like ritualistic sex with the with, with Cooper in the last scene in that motel and her looking up into the sky in anguish, yeah, you know, yeah. and then tying into Becky looking up into the sky in drugged out, sparkle pleasure. Those are like kind of these iconic face, like face of God scenes looking down on these women in either ecstasy or an- agony. Yeah,
1: the whole scene, this is the first time, that was the first time where we saw anything outside of the normal red room is when the drapes uh, were blowing by some... Un- you know, uh, unseen wind. Um, And then we saw the horse, the white horse, which I think signifies death, the pale horse and then eternal blackness. And then,
0: well, and here's, here's the one, our man again going, is it future or is it past? I forgot he said it twice. Yeah. He he says it a second time. Yeah.
1: And then he's now at, and here we're seeing the, uh, the same scenes. What we'll see in part 18, Um, Cooper can go out at um this point, presumably we're all thinking that okay, Laura came, gave him the message, the little wrinkle here is that Laura sucked out of the lodge. What the hell does that mean? Um, and he's going on a journey now with the one arm man
0: to exit the lodge. But before Yeah, he looks almost exactly like I thought his gait was more uh, assertive in Final N eighteen, like he had finally learned his lesson and he was really gonna do it this time. It looked exactly the same <laughs> as this one. <laughs> we're in a loop We're in a loop, Top I Now here we are in a loop, meaning the evolution of the arm. Which was
1: just a fantastic creation. Obviously, Mike Anderson, the man from another place, wasn't in it. And so Lynch concocted this. And there's also a very similar tree-like, I wouldn't say being, but in Eraserhead, there's a scene when uh, Henry Spencer is, I think right before seeing the lady in the radiator on stage, there's a very similar-looking sycamore tree. Um, so obviously, I think it's in Lynch's like you know uh, wheelhouse there in his memory bank. And he just uh, created the evolution out of the arm and added um, additional dialogue. If you notice, he says, I am the arm, and I sound just like this. Well, that's what the man from another place said in Fire Walk With Me. But he made the whooping sound originally. Um, but he makes a little more, uh, uh, I wouldn't say horrific, but a, a different sound, obviously. Here.
0: It seems like watching this, like, it's like he's asking, do you remember your doppelganger? And then later he goes, Bob, Bob, Bob. And it's like reminding Coop of this storyline. You know, like, this storyline is a different storyline than the little girl down the lane storyline. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's got multiple narratives. It's like a choose-your-own-adventure book here in the Lodge. And here we are. Okay, now we're, doing, we're going down the doppelganger storyline.
1: Right, and he tells him um, he, uh, he must come back in before you go out, meaning, obviously, Mr. C., Uh, But this close up of Cooper for me is, I think, the same shot. Now, it might be a little tighter when we see the Dreamer in part 17. Yeah. So, um, black and white. Yeah.
0: Although he looks older in the 18. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: But this whole thing with um, that, if you notice that when Cooper is still getting these instructions and kind of grasping or dealing with this notion of his doppelganger. The Wonder Man kind of looks around and Lynch slows the scene down a little bit. There's something going on, obviously, within the lodge related to, I think, Mr. C and whatever the normal process is for Cooper leaving. Now the, the interesting thing is that being tied to Laura and her giving him the message that he can go out, well, the evolution of the arm said, well, no, 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 that's not true. The, your doppelganger has to come back in before you go out. So is Laura actually, you know, a, receiving a different message from someone else? Or is she going rogue within the lodge telling Cooper that he can go out?
0: Or is Laura just a figment of his, one of his narratives, his little girl down the lane narrative? She's not even well, there. is this also what we're Especially
1: seeing with uh, Mr. C
0: and Jack? Massaging Jack's face <laughs> to death? God, this is a great scene. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> it looks, you know what? Watching it, it looks kind of like comforting, doesn't it? It's like I wish Kyle it on my face. I bet it would feel good. And look how he's and like Jackson looking at him. It's yeah, like he's like really kind of, putting in, you know, yeah. some Kind of, yeah, He's really putting it in. Yeah, like fine, feels <laughs> good. And now it looks like he's just gonna die. <laughs> like he's just gonna freeze and just be dead. Like the guy who, like the guy in the yellow jacket and blue velvet, after he got shot or whatever, yeah. Or just stood yeah, there, you know. Yeah, look, Curious he is dead. Yeah, it's he almost like he. Thunder booming going But it's up not in the a lodge. freeze That's frame. You
1: can see Mr. C still blinking.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Lynch does a really good job of that. Like, I always try to look at, like, the, the trucker, the truck you guy on the ground, like, ever looking at their stomachs, like, to see if they're moving after they're dead. He does a good job of keeping them frozen. I don't know how he does that. Yeah. Now, do you think they, they that all those. of what we're here we seeing
1: here with Mr. C, here with Jack, and now going to the hotel Here's, room, the, Yeah. We're going to the do hotel. you think that Cooper is seeing this within the lodge because of what the evolution of the arm? told him about do you remember your doppelganger?
0: Yeah, I think he is now because he knew everything. He knows about Freddy's story. He knows, he knows everything. He's the omnipotent Oz god of this entire storyline. He knows everything. I think. You
1: mean Mr. C or Cooper? Cooper. He's dreaming the whole thing anyway. Dreaming or he... Or, or what, one thing or the other is he, is he dreaming this or does he just know is this actually happening because I don't believe it's all a dream he might be living
0: the dream he might be it might be like a reality that he has manifested or he is a part of obviously with Mr. C who's an extension of him who's gone out and created uh, you know all these other news stories within this larger dream but I think he obviously at the, in 17 he knew everything he knew, he not even knew all of Mr. C's scenes he knew all of fucking Freddy's scenes right. he knew everything right. You know, so it means like that. I think he knows all about this. Maybe he's still making the phone call. But
1: what if all of the that happened <laughs> while he was actually still in the lodge?
0: What do you mean? What all of that? The happened? whole storyline. Yeah, yeah. That's what I. I that's what I think happened. It's it's a strong possibility. It really is. I don't think he ever left the lodge, dude these are all just like okay in 1817 he's jumping around it's just like that there's a million of these things and you said i don't think that like in the last part i don't think that he uh left the or he ever visited the giant in the lodge i think he did i think he's been bouncing all over the damn place creating all kinds of realities richard linda this that up at the lodge down here doing things saving people dying trying to get laura eight million times like groundhog day (laughs) 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 trying to kill his doppelganger a few times didn't work Hanging out with Phil Jeffries. Like, I feel like he's just, like, been down here. He's got a whole life. Well, it could... And then all of this is somehow part of his big dream. Right. Well, it
1: could be that with Laura that. and Carrie Page and obviously Cooper with Mr. C and possibly Richard, while they're trapped or in this world within the Lodge, the Red Room, that their other halves, maybe their evil sides, their doppelgangers, so to speak, are living in the real world. And... At some point, obviously, they're able to. Or the tulpas. Well, I wouldn't say. The (laughs) tulpa, that.
0: You got to admit it now. It's a part of the. Well, I know it it is. But
1: um, I always speculated that, um, that Cooper did go out and when he was living with, like, in Dougie Land, that when Laura was sucked into the lodge, she went to Odessa and was living as Carrie Page. But reassessing this and watching it, it's very likely that Cooper. Did not like you said we just talked about. Did not actually leave the lodge. That would
0: yeah, because Vegas was not right. real. I mean, that whole reality was so right. unreal. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was a completely Wizard of Oz at the end. I mean, completely. I think that was like a figment. Right. And what we're see- Merlin Lane and all that. Good. And what's and Everybody real, just like you know, Dougie's being the the holy fool who just everyone. It all works out. You know, everything's yeah. great. You know, Janie, e, everything just is a—it's a plastic world, fake plastic world. Well, and what's
1: real is Cooper in part 18, having the darkness within him and trying to reconcile yeah, that. Real. I mean, that for me is more real than what we saw in in part 17 with Cooper being omniscient, and knowing about Freddy and that whole crazy scene with the Bob Bubble and everyone together like the end of the Wizard of Oz and. You know, I hope to see you all again. And we live inside a dream. And having the whole Cooper, big the Oz face, you know, overseeing all of this. But um,
0: it does feel like it's kind of like Inception. Like he's laying layers of reality over layers of reality. He's taking it to the next level every every stage. Like the new, the original series, we were like, oh my god, this is so cutting edge and amazing and terrifying and never been seen before. And now. Like, Firewalk with me, holy fuck, he's taken to another different weird level. And now this, and then it's almost like that last episode was almost like him taking it to even another I level uh, that, that we have not seen in, even in this series. He's evolving already and taking to the next level. Well,
1: what if also what we're seeing with Cooper is, like, obviously, we're seeing his storyline with Cooper in the Lodge, obviously out and Mr. C. What if, like, Philip Jeffries, who's someone who's, who went through, presumably, the same experience that Cooper has gone through, has something very similar, just off-camera? We didn't see that storyline, that there's been maybe multiple Jeffreys and multiple timelines. Yeah,
0: I think Jeffreys could have a whole and, spinoff. He's got us whole damn Right, time and the lines, same thing with timelines. Briggs.
1: Obviously, there are so many interesting components to his supposed timeline after he supposedly died at the end of the original series obviously he didn't and he never aged and he was at all of these different crime scenes and had dougie's wedding ring so it may not be unique to actually cooper it could be just some of these uh like desmond jeffries briggs and and laura obviously
0: Although I think Cooper has a, a particular curse. Like, no one ever heard of, like, what's the Philip Jeffreys curse? <laughs> what's the Briggs curse? They're not cursed. They didn't have anything bad. What did right. they ever do? Not well, the... what did Cooper do that was so bad?
1: He just faced his doppelganger with imperfect courage. Uh,
0: he's like Icarus. He flew too high on barred wings, turned to wax and collapsed, and he got a bunch of women killed. And he obsessively obsessed over them and didn't, like, have a plan and didn't really think out rationally. He just believed in his mystical powers uh, arrogantly. Like, you know, he really believed himself too much, I think. Um, and didn't uh, uh, take any caution and really just like dragging Laura through this torture in 18 again, like and then leaving Janie E, like he's he had to really hurt a lot of people. There's a lot of people in his wake, you know. So uh, he wasn't a uh, pure hearted hero that he thought he was. I think that's his, that's
1: yeah. His but the hero. fact that he was a receiver of all these messages, whether via,
0: yeah, you're right, though. He didn't do that, he wasn't that bad. No, of a guy. come on. The problem is, he got he became bad when Mr. C came out and started raping everybody. That's when it got evil. Well, people murdering people, dropping leg, dog legs in people's cars. Well, that's I think Reaking you
1: know. I think Bob <laughs> is responsible.
0: We're watching Mister C right now do this. We're in the scene here with Daria, and uh, he's, she's about to. He's about to. Kill yeah, there's out. an
1: interesting thing here. Uh, has he showed her the card yet? No, he's thinking about. Uh,
0: has he mentioned the so-called Black Lodge yet?
1: <laughs> I think he's about to. I don't have the closed captioning on, so I into the what
0: they call the Black Lodge. there <laughs> but I'm not going back there. i have got to for <laughs> yeah. that.
1: Isn't that the only time I laughed we so hard that <laughs> heard the Black Lodge? I was like,
0: oh, like I thought Fonzie was jumping the shark. I was like, oh, my God. When he said that line, when I first saw the scene, I did not like it at all. I was turned off big time. And I didn't like this whole Daria thing. I was like, this is making me feel I liked gross. the scene a lot. I just
1: thought it was very... Uh
0: well, I love how it ends, you know, with the Albert thing at the the Jeffries Yeah, but the call, tension like and
1: just hearing about Jeffries and his coordinates, we're getting some information and I thought she did a great act uh, a job, the actress who played Daria I can't She
0: just seemed too calm. She seemed like okay, I would have fought a little bit. She what did, she doing, tried to get up yeah. three times and he That's kept great. pulling her back
1: yeah. each time and punched yeah. her in the face and uh yeah. He's just—he's got this menacing
0: look on his face, and yeah, he's got a good little—I I, I like it here in retrospect. I was telling you how far I initially felt. Here he is—he's so pulling out the card now. Oh, here hey, here, one thing the card, with the yeah. card,
1: right? It Lynch has this—he has like Gene Simmons. Here <laughs> <in> this <movie. laughs> There's this subtle audio cue, and it's so haunting. I can't really articulate it, but Lynch reuses it when Mr. C shows up in Twin Peaks in Part 17. And he's like, "What is this?" It's so subtle and haunting. It's almost like an, like this ethereal wind, but like a dark, evil wind. Uh, and he uses it here when he shows her the playing I think card. that was the subtitle
0: Just a dark, evil wind. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but, I'm sure, are you going to kill me now? Yes, Daria. <laughs> That's what I didn't like. I was like, come on. here's Yeah, okay, whatever. It just didn't seem to. You know, he's I don't sweaty, sweat too. Anyway, I mean, but, he's got
1: these beads of uh, sweat and... Yeah, that, I didn't notice the screaming. Oh, he, I mean, I, I, yeah. I thought it was very compelling.
0: Well, it's just another fetishizing of the whole thing, which I didn't like at the beginning. So, whatever, we'll move on. But she does; she, she, she makes a good, other yeah, good-looking, good-looking corpse here. Very good-looking corpse, Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: And uh, yeah, but we got some information here, right? About hey, uh, about Jeff or. Ray yeah, the and coordinates, the coordinates yeah. and having to knock off Mr. C. And, and
0: what he wants. He wants the mother. What, do we think it's the mother or is
1: grandma? it the owl cave symbol? Is it – um I think okay. it's the mother
0: still. I think he was trying to get to mother, to Judy, to Jowdan. To
1: return to her because that's where he
0: was either
1: created
0: – Yeah, or his mama. Or his Bob. Yeah, that's his grandmother or whatever. Bob is his dad. <laughs> so, yeah. It's going to go back to grandma. I like the idea that you were saying. Like you know, A lot of people have thought about this, that since Bob was – you know, on uh, Rogue, he wouldn't come back to the Black Lodge, so he wasn't harvesting like the Garma Bazia and bringing it back. So everyone in the White Black Lodge, all those entities are like they're kind of dying away; they're becoming less impactful, or they don't have much influence anymore. They're like an old retirement home, like I said, the Friars Club. <laughs> <laughs> and so now, so what he's doing, he's he's overriding. He's like they're old news. I'm going to the, I'm going straight to Mama and the Lodge, or the convenience store, Judy. That's where the real evil's at. Okay, here's yeah. the scene, dude. <laughs> here's the scene. I'm still talking about Philip. You're late. I missed you in New York. This scene
1: right here, the information. Major Garland Briggs.
0: Like, whose voice is that? That's what I, all I want to know is who. They don't have the voice actors' names in the credits. Who did these voices? Philip, here it is. Actually, I just called to say goodbye. This
1: is just so compelling. Sounds, when he says, I will be like with Bob Robert again, still. that for me was like this hook. Here we are, about halfway through part two. So
0: mysterious. I will Jeffries, be Jeffries, Briggs and, and
1: Bob. I was like,
0: yes. So who are the possibilities? It could be Albert. It could be Philip Jeffries. He could have been lying. It could be the Mike. Uh, somebody, you know, or it could be a White Lodge entity, uh, or it could be like who else? My could it be? My two number
1: one suspects are the one our man, Mike, or Judy.
0: Yeah, I think it's got to be one of them somehow. Or like entities of them, like you know. I missed you
1: in New York. Could mean. He, well, it could be yeah, like in like the glass box, and like not Mister C, but Cooper. Now we don't know this right now. Aren't they given her, her a me? female voice. Well, you would no, think. I, though. I know. You know. It'd be cool for the
0: woman. Would be cool well, for a woman. Think, I like I think, the idea. Okay,
1: that? If, if Day is the mother of all evil, is really embodies everything that is that, that is evil. Is even more evil than Bob. Um, that she has obviously a plan in place and Mr. C might be a pawn in her game. Like If he wants to return to her, which seemingly he does, but if she has a different agenda. But that call right there makes me think that it's part of the trap. We know that there were several traps set for Mr. C. Yeah, The, the brig set, set, and I think Jeffrey set, and the, the fireman set. The set. Fireman. But so why would Jaode try to set up Mr. C? We don't know. Jaode, Judy... So, so very mysterious. We don't know.
0: Well, it could be Mike because Mike wants to be with Bob again because Mike and Bob is kids kill, to kill together. And Mike's a representative of the Black Lodge. Or they're trying to get him back so they can bring some more Garmin Bozea so They aren't going to die.
1: Yeah, but they never mentioned Garmin bozia one time. Like you said, they had the one reference of Black Lodge. Now, we saw the Garmin Bozia.
0: Well, we saw it puking out of uh, Coop or Mr. C, so that's clearly still in the... Uh, and there was the Garmin Bozia. Baze- I mean, there's all kinds of Garmin Bozia references. All right, but the it was. wasn't like in Fire Walk with Me
1: where it was actually uttered I mean. and you actually saw the man from another right. place eating the Garmin Bozia You saw Bob taking Leland's Pain and Suffering.
0: Yeah, that's so, interesting. And we never got the White Lodge. Was even Pain and Suffering mentioned? Uh, not... Did anyone even say Pain no, and Suffering? I don't think so. Series? We saw well, a we lot did. of it. I think they figured... We, we, we've gotten it at this point. I think it's, it's a mistake to
1: actually go on the original series and Fire Walk with me, like some of the, uh, some of the mythology. Now, um, like what we're just talking about with the lodges and the Garmin Bozia. not to say that it, it's not relevant because I think it is, but I think it's morphed. I think it's evolved, it's like the characters, the storyline, like the creators, Lynch and Frost, that we can't just automatically assume that that room that Cooper is in is the Black Lodge, where the fireman is the, the White Lodge, that it's all about Garmin bozia that the convenience store is an extension of the Black Lodge. It's all very like nebulous, and uh, the fact that Mr. C said the so-called Black Lodge, it's almost like they're mocking their original mythology. So, I mean, that's how I interpret it.
0: Yeah, it feels like he is. And here's one of my him. favorite lines well, we right here. We just got to the, Sean, the oh. Chantal scene. Yeah, You're nice bit. <laughs> see here it is, right here.
1: <laughs> Look at all those Cooper. chips. Look at the chips. So now it cuts yeah. back to his close-up, like he was actually able to. See all of this. Remember, remember that, that. Yes.
0: Remember your... Oh, and here we go time and time again. Dude, see? It all ties in. They're all trying to get him to wake up. Bob. 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 So he's... What this is, is the doppel storyline. He's on the doppel line here. And he's trying to... Well... Remember this shit.
1: Yeah. We're, we've got 16 more episodes to actually discuss all of this. It's so very dense. And there's so many mysteries. And even at that point, I don't think we'll have even... You know the sliver of answers that we hope to get. Um,
0: Cooper walked out really fast. Out but here, it, do you see.
1: notice he followed the one armed man, and now up? the one armed man is gone, yeah, and he was walking gone. in slow yeah. motion. Yeah, and he comes yeah. up to the curtain to enter, and he's blocked. Now this is he's where like in part paid. eighteen he did that little hand gesture. Yes, was
0: the little yeah the one armed man little hand like the little Tai
1: Chi thing to open up?
0: Wasn't he also like an eighteen when he was freaking out in front of the Palmer House? Wasn't he kind of tried, yes, trying to? Yes, I thought, that thought that so too. It was almost like <laughs> he's trying to grab the invisible door knob right. there, and Let in there too,
1: and there. So now he's going in reverse, right? So everything that happens now is the opposite of what of what happened, of in, what, of what happened in eighteen. Yeah. So that makes me think, okay, one timeline. What we're going to see is one reality, and then when that completes, he's returned to the lodge or back in the lodge, and the one-arm man says, "Is it future? Is it past?" It's almost like, okay. The next step, or the next timeline, or the next dream—maybe
0: the door that was locked was the little girl down the lane storyline. He had to go back to the doppel storyline and figure that out before he could get to the little girl down the lane storyline. They have to unlock that before he can unlock this. the little girl down the lane, is a level higher in the Inception platform than the doppel storyline. So you say there's like a
1: hierarchy with like storylines or timelines?
0: Yes, like you advance. You have to. He has to solve the doppel story. He has to get Mister C fixed before he can go try to save Laura. It's like a video game. A lot of this is kind of video game-like with the whole Bob Bob bubble orb. Like getting to different There's levels and each video- level is progressively yeah, harder like more difficult or more. Yeah, and having to get clues to get to the next level and yes, you know, all this shit. So that's you know what would be
1: interesting is, interesting, is that Leland said find Laura but Cooper in part 17 didn't just find Laura, he saved Laura. So did he just assume maybe it was tied into her whisper that he just he doesn't have to just find her, he has to save her.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know, but like, maybe he saw her get sucked away. Or he well, knows that she, she knows that she did get I'm sucked so away. Fined.
1: But I think what we're seeing here, see, he's now going, everything is becoming distorted. He's looking at the drapes. Yeah, that's trippy. It's trippy. Whoa, yeah,
0: well, it's ominous scratching. And was. we're
1: getting, I see, what I think shit. what we're seeing is a doppelganger of the actual red room, like another reality within the red room, because the evolution of the arm even says it here. The one our man says.
0: Oh, yeah, we get like a doppel evolution. We even get too, a doppel
1: right? of the Venus to Milo.
0: Yeah, you know, the Velas de Milo doppel? Yeah. That's interesting. And
1: because the one arm man says something's it's kinda wrong. It's kind of like
0: laying over it. It's kind of like the overlay yeah. effect they just showed. So like
1: all of this, I think, the something's wrong. Down. I always thought it was related to like Dougie, that they didn't know Dougie existed. So when Mr. C was supposed to come back in and Cooper was supposed to go out, it didn't you know unfold how they envisioned it because of the Tulpa Dougie. But you would think the one arm man and the 11th evolution of the arm would know the existence of a third Cooper, basically.
0: Yeah, well, it's interesting. Maybe it is a A Doppel of the Lodge. lodge.
1: Yeah. Here it is coming up to the Venus de Milo.
0: Yeah, because here it comes, and we're going to get the Doppel tree. That's the Doppel de de Milo.
1: So it's almost like this is one
0: reality. This is the Doppel (laughs) reality, right? (laughs) This is the Doppel (laughs) de (laughs) Milo. Okay, here it is. Did you say Doppel doppel de Milo? (laughs) Yeah, the Doppel (laughs) de Milo. Then he opens up the Doppel de Milo, the Doppel Lodge, and then there he sees what Well, is that
1: the same location that he was Richard and Linda, they were driving before they crossed over?
0: Yeah, I think it is. You right? don't see it the. Like uh, it. I mean, we would never right. know, but he's driving like the is. same car. Although I don't see any uh, electrical wires of the big towers. I yeah, that's towers.
1: true. Yeah, see now that the Milo cha- doppel to Milo here, and is freaking out. This is horrific, and he says non-existent. Like I was to take took it to like um, the reality of going into Dougie Land that it wasn't real that Dougie wasn't real, but it could just be this whole setting, this whole scene. Is non-existent.
0: Yeah, this one is still perplexing to me. I still have no solutions for this. What 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 exactly is going on here? Because now here he goes. Boom! He falls through the back black black uh, uh, evil goop, and there he is plummeting. And boom! He's on top of the yeah. He's the, in New York. He's in New York
1: City. Yeah. I love that face. It what looks they did like... Is, I mean, whatever it is, they shook... Yeah, it's just... like Ed Grimley's face. Yeah. <laughs> I,
0: have not, yeah. <laughs> I have not noticed that, but I guess what they did is they kind of shook the Black Lodge loose. They shook him loose, and now he, he fell. Yeah, he but the out. fact that we're seeing the Black Lodge or what we perceive to be the... Whether it was the Doppel Lodge or not a Doppel Lodge. I don't know. I'm sure it was a Doppel Lodge, but that's an interesting theory. But it's... I never really understood your theory until you just pointed out right there. You, you right? pretty much, you don't really kind
1: about. of understand half of what I say, but I don't really understand half of what no, I say. No, I
0: don't. Sometimes you veer a little too far the but
1: the fact that the lodge is actually connected to the black box or the black box the glass box is very interesting
0: yeah here it is boom all it really is yeah it's a, the portal it just it took right from the stairs or right from the uh, the little hallway boom and yes. is it future it was a fast run too he had to fall a long way in episode 3 right. to get to the purple area this is just a quick and fall. is
1: it future is it past what we're seeing now is Cooper in the timeline that we've seen in part 1 because we're seeing now Sam looking for the guard in the bathroom so, presumably, what we're seeing is Cooper actually appeared in the glass box before the experiment, before they died. Moments before. But,
0: yeah, moments but that before, wasn't dude.
1: captured on the camera that at least the FBI got. They got the image.
0: Yeah, how come they couldn't have caught him?
1: He looks like he you was really hanging out. like Maybe floating he wasn't like a balloon. really there. What does that, that mean? it's not really happening. Well, nothing's <laughs> really happening. <laughs> it is happening again, my friend.
0: Ah. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, this is a great scene, though. This is a magical scene. Him getting ch- trying to They're trying to... I don't know what they're trying to catch him, but he's getting smaller right. and bigger inside this box, and uh, it's a wonderful Lynchian sequence. But it's interesting as well, too, totally that cool. he's
1: Dil Cooper here. And he gets he's sucked been, out bye work.
0: S- he gets he smaller does. and smaller.
1: He gets, he gets small, like Steve Martin. and uh,
0: Faint hissing, and here he is, intense, ominous whooshing, flying through the portal. And he goes to the Nashua bottom, plane. and
1: now he's flashing, or kind of flying through or falling. I love the shot of yeah. just his
0: face. The one falling like Mad Men, like the Mad Men fall. This is the classic I love this. shot of Lynch. The eyes got Yeah, so and good. then
1: He's it pretty cuts calm. right too, doesn't it? Sarah Palmer.
0: Uh, I haven't gotten there yet. Well, no, yeah, I haven't Palmer. gotten there either, but... Uh, yeah
1: that's what happens he's actually
0: so maybe the mother chased him all the way through the portal uh, uh maybe she was kind of hanging out like maybe hmm, i'm gonna hang out by the box and see what happens or no they were, she wasn't there no actually, we he came, came before, before and then we have the exterior yeah. of the palmer house well maybe, maybe she's just right behind him you know what i'm saying she's on his trail she was knocking on the door dude. to the mother part oh, three mother well, was there we
1: assume that they're one the chasing well, yeah, her that's that's interesting yeah well, I want to focus in on this scene with Sarah Palmer Here we they Sarah, show the exterior yeah, of the Palmer have. house. And it's seeming like we don't know, obviously, what her state is if she is possessed by whomever, the experiment, the jumpy man. We don't know. She yeah. looks kind of normal here. She doesn't yeah.
0: look crazy. I think she is maybe normal. But she's inhabited here. Yeah, the think, events, right? what,
1: what are happening with Cooper may be tied into the Tremont painting. Are affecting are about to affect her because the look that she gives here, I don't think it's a reaction to the TV. I think she senses
0: something. Yeah, yeah. Right now, I can see it. Her eyes are opening up yeah, really wide. Like she and she's kind like, of starting like, to freak out. And it's interesting, like you know, if the mother or Jiao Day or like the feminine, uh, you know, carnivore beast that, that just ate those two kids apart, if they just inhabited her, then she's watching lionesses tear apart do yeah, the same thing. Yeah,
1: it's I, cool. I just. The fact that they placed that scene, the introduction of Sarah, right there with Cooper going through his journey and um, what we know of Sarah Palmer now. And like you speculate of maybe the experiment going on a similar journey to go after Cooper somehow and winding up in the purple room. It is in her house now, presumably, um, and and tied to Sarah.
0: Maybe it just did a drive by the portal and freaked her out because it had to keep going in part three to get to knock on the door. Uh, after Cooper, there. You know what I'm saying? I don't think Mother could have jumped, or GD would have jumped into Sarah right at that moment. Yeah, but because then how could she have? Been but why in part would three the
1: experiment well? want Cooper?
0: I have no yeah. idea. <laughs> why? Why does Mother want Cooper? Because uh, maybe because Cooper is connected to Laura. But obviously she does, or obviously something's going on. They have some sort of cosmic thing going on. Whether it's a little girl down the lane story, it's not real. Uh, it seems. It seems. I don't uh, think that 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 they yeah. are adversaries somehow, or at least you know. See, that's the whole thing. Is he's like fucking. Don Quixote, man, he's chasing windmills, <laughs> man. Like Mother and Judy probably didn't give a fuck about him. I just You're don't right. think, even though the Giants moved on, the Giants already choosing Freddie and Andy and Lucy to do his bidding. He doesn't need him anymore. Yeah, I, I just don't been. think that what we saw in the glass box, what we
1: call the experiment, is the same thing as Jaudet. What we saw in Part Eight, I think what we saw in Part Eight.
0: I wish they would have differentiated that for us yeah. so we could at least know because that, that would I just think
1: it's evil up, think. for the sake of evil it exists and it's re- it's it's represented <laughs> well Albert said that or
0: Sheriff or Truman said that in part 16 of the original series isn't Jacques <laughs> Renault also evil for the sake of evil <laughs> what you mean Jean-Michel <laughs> 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 just kidding I just picked on Jacques I just see him right now we see Jacques in the back there's red there's Jacques, we are and the and playing. Freddy's in with a glove we thought that was an interesting style choice but in a way I knew that was going to somehow we wouldn't hear about that I thought this is the one, yeah, I felt like, okay, we're in Twin Peaks now. I like it. Yeah. I get it. By this time, it took two hours, but now I was in... in well, the yeah, movie. I
1: thought this was one of my favorite... I'm not big into the musical acts, but um, and I don't really like this song a lot, but the way that it's put together with the, the scene of Red and Shelley and James and Freddie and Jean-Michel, um, it just, it's, it's cut together. It has a great feeling, and I think it was a great ending to part two. And the song's not bad. But um, I like all the, the, the performances that I like most are the ones that incorporate other scenes within the roadhouse, whether it's Audrey or little Dickie Horn um, or you know, some of those conversations in the booth. When it's just a straight performance, I'd rather have something else. But.
0: Yeah, no, I really like this one. It was a great ending to the scene. I love James and you know Shelley. Even though we all laughed when she said James has always been cool, because <laughs> he wasn't cool, but hey, he's cool now, man. I actually I think James gets a bad rap, and I kind of like. He didn't get much to do, but uh, he didn't like completely humiliate himself. I you know I listened to the whole song. He got up there and sang in uh, episode thirteen or fourteen. It's very brave of him. So it was nice to see the whole gang here. Uh, it was a great first two hours. It took, took a while to grow on me the pacing and Mr. C and all that jazz. And it took a, you know, we, we don't know a lot. It was a nice setup, really, this, this first two hours. But uh, any final thoughts? Well, yeah,
1: I think that uh, you're right. It was a great setup. I think it works better, <clears throat> excuse me, as a two-hour feature pilot as opposed to one individual episode because that transition of the fireman with a credit sequence, even though it's cool to
0: see the firemen looking at... What if it would have been been a better scene if there's a picture of Cooper, like, on the mantle next to... And he was just kind of, like, shaking (laughs) his head, looking at it, just going. No.
1: I mean, just talking about what we saw here... I mean, we were watching, obviously, part two, and just as soon as we saw, you know, Cooper in the lodge with, obviously, the Wonder Man, with Laura, the evolution of the arm, with Leland, and then intercutting or cross-cutting with Mr. C, and then his journey out. There's just so much to contemplate. And Murphy and I, were, 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 I know we're trying to do it, but we're really only scratching the surface. Um, and I, when I was still watching the series while it was going on, um, what I would always do is I would always come back to part two because I felt that part two hold, held innumerable innumerable clues. And when I saw part 18 unfold, just like part two but almost like a mirror of it Um, it it still didn't offer any answers but what we talked about tonight with maybe like a doppel lodge or murphy saying like you know uh, a, a dream and cooper's journey and the different timelines i mean they're all relevant none of them are relevant there's not just one answer there's not just one i think reading all the things about people speculating about the whole show and the actual ending itself i don't believe there's one answer to the the mystery. And I don't think that Lynch and Frost even know all the answers to the mysteries that, that they created. I think they know more than anyone else. But that is Twin Peaks. And that's why Twin Peaks is eternal, because that is real life. Real life dictates the unknown, the mysteries. And us as an audience, we want answers. We want to know But when you find out the answers, the mystery dies, and then you move on to something else. And that's why Twin Peaks is eternal. So we'll be continuing to talk about, um, obviously, subsequent episodes, but these mysteries that um, from these 18 hours, like, you know, forever. Um, And that's the fun of it. Murphy and I just are two guys who love the world of Twin Peaks and David Lynch and Mark Frost. And we have, you know, endless supply of, 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 of theories, and we just love bantering about it. And we just love the world of Twin Peaks.
0: Yeah. So it's like a wonderful like palette for or a canvas for us to interpret and go crazy and have all kinds of, you know, like, you know, intellectual conversations about possibilities and interpretations. It's like a true art piece that's going to can live on forever. So we'll we'll be here every week uh, going through the series. That's our first step. So we'll be on part three, which will be a oh, wonderful uh, time because we never got God. to part three or four or the original time. So I'm totally excited to do that. <laughs> yeah. um, in the meantime, you know, we'll be on Facebook, Twitter, all the good stuff. And you guys are giving us great, uh, you know, feedback, thoughts, food for thought, anything that you can give us to enlighten us on any of the uh, storylines that we don't understand. We'd love that. Uh, you can follow us on iTunes and SoundCloud and, All the podcast addict, uh, you know, we'd love all the reviews. Um, Keep it coming until next time. Thanks for tuning in.